So hey there, friends. Welcome to episode 189 of Self Kind with me, Erica Webb. So today we're actually going to talk about how to come back to your body when you get distracted doing a movement practice. This is actually in response to a question that was asked. Um, I put out a little question box on Instagram and asked, do you have any topic requests? Do you have anything that you want me to cover on the podcast that I haven't talked about or that you want me to go more deeply into? And this was one of the questions that was asked. And honestly, it's not one I probably would have thought of. So thank you so much, Marnie, for um, throwing this question out there. Uh, So we're going to dive into that, talking about how to come back to your body when you are distracted in your practice. Hi, and welcome to Self Kind with me, Erica Webb. This is a podcast about what it means to be, live, and move through a lens of self kindness. We'll look at the ways self kindness can underpin our practices in movement, mindfulness, and mindset to support us to be and do the things we so desire in the world. I'm thrilled you're here. Let's get into the show. All right, so this idea of coming back to your body when you're practicing. There's a few places that I want to go with this, and I am going to absolutely provide some really tangible tips and ideas around how you can come back to noticing your body and kind of being more physically present in your practice. But before that, I actually want to pose a few questions that you can ask when you find yourself wandering away from your physical self when you're practicing. So this might feel like kind of making grocery lists in your head or running through your to-do list or thinking about what's coming up on the weekend or wondering what the kids are doing or, um, you know, replaying an argument that you had with someone the day before. It could be anything, right? We have so many things that will pull our attention away. And there's nothing inherently wrong with having your attention pulled. So it's a very normal human brain thing to have your attention go somewhere else. And we actually can't necessarily choose not to do that, right? Our brain will just take us places. The thing that we have control over is where we pay attention in the sense that we might have our mind get pulled off to, you know, thinking about the argument from yesterday and we can't stop that from happening necessarily, but we can then choose where we put our attention, whether we, you know, keep following that thought, that replay or if we choose to put our attention somewhere else. So I think it's really important to recognize that losing your focus isn't a you problem. It's just the way your human brain works. So one of the things we want to be sure that we're not doing when we find our attention wandering away is to like make ourselves wrong for that or sort of suggest to ourselves that that's a bad thing or that we're doing it wrong or any of that stuff. You're not, you're not doing it wrong. In fact, when you're like doing the human thing, you just, they're, they're, you're not, you're never doing it wrong. Sometimes it's uncomfortable though, right? So that's the first thing is like, don't, don't make it wrong that you've sort of left, left the focus in your body. The second part is, do you want to come back? Right? So again, there's no right or wrong way to do this. We know that when we pay attention to our movement practice, it tends to yield better results. And I put better in like inverted commas because um, it just, you know, when, when our body and mind are connected and we're kind of focused in the one place, we do tend to see the easing intention um, 
and, you know, we sort of notice the impact of that practice with more clarity. However, we might be off daydreaming about something that feels really wonderful, right? We might be thinking about something that feels really joyful or something that we feel like, wow, I just had some clarity about something. So, I I think that just assuming that we have to come back is probably a little bit um, simplistic sometimes. And so, like we're, you know, like that first point of don't make yourself wrong for losing focus. Also, give yourself a moment to be like, do I want to come back to my body, right? Because you have a choice. You actually do have a choice. Now, let's assume that you do want to come back, but you're like kind of derailed or distracted by these thoughts that are going on. Sometimes I think it is really valuable to ask yourself the question of like, where did I go? Right? Where did my mind take me? What am I paying attention to right now? And is there something in that that thing that's pulled me away that is asking for my compassion, right? Or that is asking for my attention, my self-kindness, my love, my compassion. Because sometimes what might pull our attention is something that that really does ask us to become more compassionate towards ourselves or to practice that self-compassion. And so, you know, allowing yourself that space to get curious. And that might be just momentarily, right? We might just take a moment to get curious and be like, oh, that's interesting. I'm thinking about my shopping list. I must be, you know, I have some level of, um, you know, that must be really playing on my mind. That's interesting. And then I'm going to come back. Uh, it might be, wow, I really am having a hard time letting go of that difficult conversation that I had. Can I offer myself some compassion in this moment? And so there's, I, I think just opening up that possibility for self-compassion, curiosity, and a little bit of space, right, to to acknowledge what is going on for you. So I wanted to to kind of put that in first, I guess, before I come to you with some tangible ideas for then how to come back to your body if you want to. And the coming back to your body part, the other thing I want to say about this before I go into the tangible things is do you want to come back to your body or do you want to simply come back to some part of your experience? So, yes, as a movement teacher, I am always inviting, I guess, that felt sense, right? What is it that you're noticing? What is it that you're feeling? That won't always feel comfortable though. And so we want to have ways of coming back to ourselves that perhaps exist in other senses. So sometimes it might simply be becoming more present to what is here in the room with you. So it might be, wow, I'm going to bring my attention to what I can see. I'm going to bring my attention to what I can hear. And in a way that just allows us again to be curious, allows us to be present and gets us out of the analytical self-talk, right? So we're not looking at what we can see and being like, oh, well, I really need to paint the skirting board on that wall, right? Or I can hear uh, the sound of the lawnmower out the front and I feel really guilty that it's not me mowing the lawns, but it's, you know, my kid or whatever. We're, We're simply trying to come back to what is true in this moment, right? And that might be feeling or it might be something you can see, something you can hear, etc. But if you do want to come back to your body, then my biggest tip really is to anchor back into sensation. And one of the easiest ways that we can do that is to notice where we contact another surface. So what parts of your body are touching the floor? 
what parts of your body are perhaps touching other parts of your body. Where do you feel the touch of clothing on your skin or the, the feeling of the air moving past your skin? So we can simply notice those sort of concrete things of here is where I touch another thing, right? Whether it be external to us or our own body. And we can notice, you know, does that surface feel hard? Does it feel soft? Is it warm? Is it cool? We can not notice those things and simply notice, hey, here's the floor and and this is, you know, this is where I feel it on my body. And that can be a really, I say simple, but it doesn't always mean it's easy, but it's a very simple place to come back to because it's happening, right? We don't have to try to figure out where it is in our body. We just know that like very generally my feet are on the floor or my leg is touching the floor, etc. The other thing that we can do is notice sensation at a slightly deeper um, level in terms of noticing like where is my body efforting? Where do I feel a sense of effort? And does that sense of effort match my intention for the movement that I'm doing? And what that means is that sometimes we might feel effort in our jaw, right? Because we're clenching our teeth. Sometimes we might feel effort in our belly because we're gripping and holding. Sometimes we might feel tension in our bum because we're clenching our butt cheeks, right? And maybe those things are intentional, but sometimes they're probably not. And so we might notice, hey, where am I holding effort or tension? And does it match the intention of what I'm doing? And that can be an an interesting way to bring our attention back and to also get curious about what pulled us away. Because sometimes it might be that the thing that pulled us away is creating some level of worry or anxiety or stress in our system. And so we might notice that, oh, my teeth are clenched and I'm not present to the experience that I'm having from a movement point of view. I am present in the experience of the argument that I had yesterday. Oh, you might even notice the tension before you really recognize what's going on in your head, right? So we can kind of get a little bit curious about what is it that I'm actually feeling and experiencing in my body. And that can both bring us back to our body and it can help us sometimes get some clarity over where we've been pulled away as well. The key with with all of this though is to be doing that noticing and that coming back and that, you know, redirecting our attention with self-kindness and compassion. Because every time we redirect our attention, there's a real risk that we do it through a sort of self-flagellating kind of lens, where it's like, you shouldn't be doing that. You shouldn't be having your attention wander. You've, you know, you've failed again. You've done this. And that might not be immediately evident to you, but it is definitely true for a lot of us that that is kind of the default self-talk. And so the compassion piece, the kindness piece, the curiosity piece is really, really important in this because coming back to your body, we want it to be a experience of being our own soft place to land, right? This experience of, of our body and our being, being a place of safety. And if we are beating ourselves up for where we went, right, or for our lack of ability to stay present, then we're not doing that for ourselves. We're kind of creating um, an, an adversary 
moment with ourselves. So that compassion piece is really important. And it might be that we have that experience of like, okay, yeah, I am definitely self-flagellating here. What do I do? And and then again, it's about not having um not beating yourself up for that, but then having compassion in that moment and being like, wow, okay, that was that was what I was doing. And I feel compassion for that. I feel compassion for myself in this moment that that felt hard, right? So it's a practice of coming back, but understanding that that compassion and that kindness is really important. And like, what am I coming back for? So sometimes we want to come back because we just simply want to kind of um, get a break, right? From all of that mental monkey noise in the sense that, our mind can just be so busy. And so coming back to our body can be a way of letting that noise disperse a little bit, allowing it to kind of move to the periphery a little bit. And so we might want to come back simply because we, we're trying to take a break from that. You know, it's a mindfulness practice. Um, so knowing what it is you're coming back for, it has to be more than because I should, right? So getting clear on like, why am I doing this practice in the first place? I think is really, really important. Um, so yeah, it's kind of to kind of summarize that it's about having an anchor point that you can come back to. And that anchor point can be felt sensation. It can be things you can see, things you can hear. Um, there's no one right way of doing that, but please, if you walk away with no other thing from this episode, remember that your mind wandering isn't you failing the process. It's actually incredibly normal. And you get to choose what you then do, of course, but don't let it be a thing that causes you to, you know, beat yourself up or um, make yourself wrong because you're not. And it's, you know, it's an opportunity to practice that self-compassion and that kindness. So I hope that's helpful. Um, let me know, you know, you can come and find me over on Instagram. I'm at Erica Webb underscore self kind. I love it when, um, you know, you guys ask questions when you have requests for episodes, it gets me thinking in a slightly different way, because like I said, I have, I actually do have lots of ideas for episodes, but, um, I don't always know what your questions are. So please, if you've got one, absolutely ask away. I would love to hear from you. I am going to wrap it up at that because as I'm recording, I can smell dinner cooking and I am getting hungry. And so I'm going to go and eat that dinner. Um, but I hope you are doing really, really well. I will talk to you again next week. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Self Kind. If you loved it, why not share it? And while you're there, take the time to subscribe, rate, and review the show. I'd love you to come hang out with me more too. You'll find me over on Instagram at ericaweb underscore selfkind. And you can sign up for my e-newsletter by heading to my website, ericaweb.com.au. While you're there, you can also read up more about the Self Kind Hub and other ways of working with me. Until next time, keep being kind to yourself. Bye.